Talking hoops. With who? Talking hoops. With who? Talking hoops. With who? Talking hoops. With who? It's your coach. Talking hoops. With who? Talking hoops. With who? Talking hoops. With who? It's your coach. You already know what it is. It's your coach that knows who's the most. And I'm back, man. This is season four. Tis the season for another podcast exclusive episodes talking hoops with your coach it's coach cam and i'm back man i've been on a little hiatus for a while we're gonna talk about why i've been gone so long ain't nobody asked me for a pod so if you don't ask me for no pod then guess what i'm gonna put my head down and i'm gonna keep working but it's your coach and those hoops the most we're gonna cover a lot of basketball this week we're gonna talk about the ap poll that just talked this came out we're gonna talk recruit them in a little bit some things you need to know about that we're going to talk some high school basketball, holiday classic. We've released the details for that. We're going to talk the NBA. The NBA is back, man. So that means we got hoops to talk about. But you already know what it is. Let's start off with why I've been gone for so long. So in case you guys didn't know, uh, Mitten Recruit has been picking up steam. So much steam put me on the engine, you feel me, that we got a lot of things going on. So it started off as just a segment on the podcast, and now... Uh, it's a platform. So let me give you, uh, for my new listeners, hey, how you doing? I'm Coach Cam. Uh, for my regulars, you might have heard this before, you might not. But this is how Recruit Them It started, right? So on my podcast, I think it was season two, I got so mad at the Mac schools that they weren't offering Michigan players. And I'm like, you know what? Let me do a segment on my podcast called Recruit Them It. And I was talking about players from Michigan going to other Michigan schools. I was talking about players you need to be recruiting, guys that need to be on your radar, and I'm just going in on the Mac Michigan schools. I'm going in on the Horizon schools on why they're not recruiting our players. And it kind of spiraled into, you know what, uh, let me start a website. So I started a website, middenrecruit.com, and I'm like, at first it was just going to be a scouting report. I was going to do some scouting reports, and then I, I came back on that, went back to the drawing board, and I decided to start a platform. So basically, a platform is something that I'm not charging you for. I'm not charging you for information. Now, you might have to pay to come to one of my camps, but I'm not charging you for the information that I give you via a podcast, via an article, via anything on my website. You don't have to pay for it to read it. So when you click on a link, when you click on my 2025 watch list, you don't have to pay for a subscription. You don't have to pay $1.99 for six months. You can actually click the article and read the names on the list. That's the way it should be. But some of these outlets, and I ain't naming no names, you click on a link like, oh, I want to read this list, this 20 wa 25 watch list. You click the link, and it's going to ask you to subscribe. Got to pay $1.99 to read an article that's going to last you two minutes. But that's not what, what MidRecruit is for. MidRecruit is built to help the basketball community in the state of Michigan for boys and girls basketball. So I started the website, started putting articles out. I started pumping some athletes' names, and it just started picking up steam. I went from 300 followers to 800 followers to 1,500 followers, and I think we're right about 4K now. And when I put out an article, I put out an article yesterday, uh, my 2025 watch list, it's got 1,400 views in less than 24 hours. So we're picking up steam here. 
Um, so that's kind of the reason why I've had a little bit of a hiatus because I'm spending a lot of energy on recruit the mitten or mitten recruit because I ain't got a secretary. I ain't got a team. I got a video guy now, so I don't have to do the videos. I can edit them, but I ain't got to do them. So I got a video guy now. I got some coaches on my team now, so I ain't got to coach all the events. I could just have some help. Um, but we just, we just finished our girls event, girls middle school event, uh, for the class of 26 and 27. Uh, go check that video out on mittenrecruit.com and all my socials, Coach Camp 30. Uh, we did the boys' middle school event. That popped off pretty good. Uh, had, some, had some nationally ranked kids in both events. Uh, the head coach at University of Michigan, Kim Erico Barnes, her daughter was in the event. She was one of the top players, and she stayed the whole time. Now, I ain't no fool. I coached college for three years. I'm not going to stay at a camp for three, four hours if it ain't worth my while. I don't even care if my kid is there. It was definitely worth her while. Don't be surprised if three or four of those girls that you saw as top players end up being high major Division I players down the line. You might see some of those girls even get offered before they even play high school basketball. The girls game here in Michigan is good. I've been saying that for a while now. We're going to be talking about it more. Um, just be looking for that. But that's part of the reason why I've been going. I haven't dropped the pot for you guys. But I'm back, baby, like a bra strap on some shoulders for a woman with some knockers on them. You feel me? I'm back. That's what it is. And, you know, a part of it is, you know, I'm in a different. This is a different coach cam, right? There was a coach cam that didn't have kids. There was a single coach cam. You know, married with kids coaching coach cam is a little bit different. I ain't got a whole lot of time. I got two kids under the age of four, and they are busy. I'm telling you, they busy. So I don't really have a whole lot of time, or I didn't have a whole lot of time until we get close to basketball season. Now that we start to get close to basketball season, now I'm able to do some events. I'm able to do some camps. I'm able to drop some podcasts. I'm going to be in another podcast tonight. That's why I got to drop this real quick and head over to the studio and holler at uh, the Brown Crouch Bros uh, podcast that we're doing uh, today, actually, at, at 6 o'clock. So I got to hurry this thing up. But I ain't going to hurry out the information. It's your coach that knows who's the most. And uh, just to tell y'all what's next for Mitten Recruit, Make sure y'all follow us on Twitter. We got a Facebook page. Make sure you go to Facebook and follow us, menrecruit.com. Uh, we got a lot of events coming up. We got a high school event coming up on November 6th. We're doing a holiday classic um, December 19th. And it's, it's rolling, man. It's rolling. Go ahead and join the movement. Join the movement. And you already know what it is. It's your coach and knows who's the most. The first thing we're going to talk about this week is college basketball. We They just dropped the AP poll. And normally preseason rankings don't mean a whole lot. In this case, there does. We get to find out what our in, where our in-state schools are ranked and what does the media think about Michigan and Michigan State. Uh, it comes out that Michigan is number six. They come out ranked in the top ten. I think this is the first time in the Jawan Howard era they're ranked in the top 10 in the preseason poll. Now, they might have eventually got there, but this is the first time before the season even starts. Yeah, you right there. Uh, last season, I think they were just outside the top 10. I think they were 11 or 12, and then they crept in there. Uh, but this is the first year in the Jawan Howard era that they're ranked number six. So I'm expecting a lot of things from Michigan this year. A couple other schools, uh, and we're going to talk about Michigan um, here in a little bit, but a couple other schools uh, that piqued my interest, Memphis at 12. Memphis at 12. Now, Memphis is in the Conference USA, either the Conference USA or the AAC. Uh, their conference is okay, uh, but them being top 15 is a big deal. 
And that's going to change very fast with a guy named Amani Bates and a guy named Jalen Duran. Those two guys are a problem. You know, Bates and Duran equal Final Four. I said it right here on this date. Memphis will be in the Final Four. You got Memphis, Michigan, pick the two other teams. Pick the two other teams, whether you got Gonzaga in there, whether you got uh, Villanova in there, UCLA, you picked up Kansas, you picked the other two teams, it's going to be Michigan, Memphis, pick the other two. Because they, the, they got the best talent. Juwan Howard brings the number one recruiting class in, in the country, and they rank top ten in the country. They're going to back it up. And Imani Bates, for all his worth, for all the hype and all the talk about Imani Bates, he's worth every penny. He backing it up. He backing it up. And what other way to learn how to be a pro? Because that's what he wants to be. He don't want to just be a pro. He wants to be the best. So if you want to, you, if you want to be the best, if you want to be top pick ready, if you want to be a number one pick, why wouldn't you want to play for a number one pick? A guy like Penny Hardaway. I mean, if you can't learn from a 6'9 guard like Penny Hardaway, who you going to learn from? He's taller than Penny Hardaway. When they in pictures, Mighty Bass is taller than, than Penny Hardaway. And that's crazy to me. And not just Penny Hardaway, Rasheed Wallace. So you got two NBA vets, not just guys that got drafted first round, not just guys that won NBA championships, not just guys that was all NBA guys, You talk, the guys that made over $100 million kind of guys. You got guys that know how to be a pro at the highest level, and they are going to do wonders for Imani Bates at Memphis. So look at Memphis, man. I'm telling you, they're Final Four. They're going to be at the Final Four. Go ahead and, and book it, man. And I got a Rasheed Wallace story. I'm not sure if I showed this, uh, if I shared this story on this pod before. Uh, some of my very early listeners might have caught the episode where I talked about it, but hey, I'm a t- I talk about stuff all the time, re-talk about it. My wife says, you know, she just be like, oh, okay. She act like she heard it before, even though I said it last week. But anyway, it's my Rasheed Wallace story. So I'm coaching his son. His son is playing for Reach. Uh, he went to Country Day, played for me. And we go out to Vegas. We stay in this big, huge mansion because uh, it was very last minute. And that's their little summer house or I don't know what it was. It was like stupid big, like ridiculous. Basketball court in the backyard, jacuzzi in the back. Like it's just ridiculously big. But anyway, so we're in Vegas. We play a game. And, you know, Rasheed's son is like, uh, Coach Cam, they go, my dad over there. We're about to leave. We just played. I think we just beat somebody. We about to leave. They go, my dad over there. Let's roll up on him. So we roll up on him. I say, uh, I say, what's up, Pops? You need a ride? And he's like, no, nah, I'm good, Coach. I'm like, all right. I mean, he in full sweats. It's 120 degrees. He in full sweats. Sweatpants, long shirt, D-hat. I'm like, hey, man, she need a ride. I said, come on, man. Hop in. We got room. Coach, I told you I'm straight. We good. I'm just right up the block. Like, all right. So, you know, now it's like, all right, let's go back to the house. So we go back to the house. We go to the lobby of the hotel where the other teams are first. Now, mind you, the hotel is a good five or six miles from where we just played. Maybe even a little more than that. You got to cross a bridge to get there or whatnot. So we waiting for the other teams to get there. I'm talking to Coach Mark. And about like a half hour later or so, we just sit there in the lobby. In comes walking in Rasheed. And he's like, what up, fellas? And he's drenched in sweat. We like, she, like, why are you sweating like that? He said, I just walked over here. It's like, what you mean you walked over here? It's like, yeah, I just, I just walked. That was my workout for the day. And I looked at Coach Mark, and he looked at me, and we just bust out laughing. But after we laughed about it, we had a conversation. Like, that's what pros do. Like, pros are different. Like, the guys, like, we didn't even think about that. Like, damn, that's, 
that's a pretty good workout. Like, if you don't pass out, because he was in full sweats. Like, like pros have a different mentality. Like, guys that play at the, an elite level, at the high level, have a different mentality. And for him to say that that was his workout for the day, to walk five miles and 120 degrees in full sweats was crazy to me, but it's actually not. That's what pros do. And those are the kind of things that they're going to teach Imani Bates and Jalen Duran, and that's why they'll be Final Four ready. Speaking on some teams in the AP poll, what about teams that were not in the AP poll? One of those teams was Michigan State. So Michigan State is not in the top 25 in the preseason, and that has not happened a lot in the Izzo era. But I'm going to tell you like this. This is an quote-unquote Izzo-made team. This is the team that Izzo wants every year. He wants veterans. He wants guys with a chip on their shoulders. He wants some really good freshmen that he don't know a whole much about until the Big Ten season starts. Like, this is going to be his team. Now, granted, they had a lot of transfers. They lost Rocket Watts. They lost a bunch of guys. They lost Foster Lawyer. They lost, they lost a few guys, right? They were trimming the fat, in my opinion. They were trimming the fat. They had too much. At too many wings, you had too many bigs, you had too many hands in the pot. And you got too many hands in the pot, it's hard for everybody to eat. Well, now you get to get a showcase look at Gabe Brown. You get 25 minutes, 30 minutes, Gabe Brown. Instead of 15 minutes, Gabe Brown. You get 25 to 30 minutes, Marcus Bingham. You get um, Max Christie, who's probably going to be one of the best shooters in the Big Ten. As a freshman, and he'll probably start, and he'll probably be one or two and done. He's Gary Harris. I'm telling you right now, Max Christie for Michigan State is Gary Harris, a taller version of Gary Harris. Gary Harris ain't but 6'3", 6'4". He's every bit of 6'6", athletic, and strokes the leather off the ball. I'm telling you right now, Max Christie, don't be surprised if he started early for the Spartans. Don't be surprised, but I expect big things from uh, Gabe Brown this year. I expect big things from Marcus Bingham this year. And these guys, they got their chips on their shoulders. And they should because they were picked six in the Big Ten. So if you were picked six in the Big Ten, why should you be ranked in the top 25? And they're not. And for Michigan State, it doesn't happen a lot in the Izzo era. But it's, it's about time for Izzo to, to win another title. I know he wants it really bad. I know Izzo wants the title number two. Really, really, really bad. And this is one of those teams that can do it. Now, of course, they weren't nationally ranked. They weren't not ranked top 25. That's cool. They could just put their hard hats on and they could go to work because, of course, he's going to load up the schedule. Of course, he's going to do that. And if you look up and they got two, three, four big-time wins, they mess around and beat Kansas or they beat Duke or somebody like that, which they do every year. They, they beat some team that you'd be like, man, I, wasn't, I didn't think they was going to beat them. And then now, in two weeks, they 18. And then they keep winning. And then they're 14. And then that, this is that type of team. So I think, I think Michigan State being ranked in the middle of the pack, well, kind of top of the middle of the pack, is kind of fitting because you really don't know because these guys haven't done it before. But I just think this is going to be the type of Michigan State team that Izzo really, really wants, which is because you haven't heard much from them. They just been working. That's scary when guys f fall off the radar. That's kind of scary. Expect big things for Michigan State. Now, 
It's your coach that knows hoops the most. And if I'ma talk some basketball, I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time on college this, this segment because, hey, college is just starting up. He just got practice. We're gonna talk about the GLIAC here and there. Not this week. Uh, but I wanna talk some high school hoops with you guys. And before I really dive into a couple commitments and a couple kids transferring, I want to talk about my showcase on November 6th. Now, I don't do ads. I hate when I listen to podcasts and in the middle of it, they start doing ads. This isn't an ad. This is information that you need to know about high school basketball. I'm hosting an event, November 6th, Coach Cam, Mitt and Recruit, November 6th. At Oakland Fieldhouse. So if you know any kids in the 24 class, 25 class, 23 and 22, send them my way. Boys and girls. We doing girls in the morning, boys in the afternoon. Sign up on mittenrecruit.com. Like I said, it's not an ad. I'm giving you information. We only taking 60 campers. And the reason why we only taking 60 campers, you can't evaluate 200 kids in one gym. You can't do it. So when you go to the prep whoever top 300 how are they really evaluating your game? They not. They just hope that their coaches who barely know you, who just the first, second time they might have seen you play, write your name on a piece of paper and said you had a good game. That's the only way they can truly evaluate you. They sit, they not sitting down watching eight games of film. I know they're not doing that. They're going to tell the coach, coach, who's the top player? Okay, it was this kid, it was that kid, that kid. Okay, those are going to be the kids we mentioned. And chances are it's probably somebody they've already seen before, so they already know their game. So really, what you paying for that event for? My event is created for the people that got a chip on their shoulder, for the people that go to these events and they not getting the ink and they showing out and nothing happens. Well, come to Mitten Recruit, come put your game on showcase, be the best player in the camp, and trust me, I'm going to write an article about you. I'm going to watch you play. I'm going to ref your game. I'm going to do the drills. These other guys can't do the drills. I've been in this game for a while, 17 years. Like the thing that I had to think about when I was doing my middle school showcase was like, wow. Some of these kids, not only were they not born when I started coaching, they weren't even born, first off. Second of all, this is their first introduction to Coach Cam. They have no idea who I am. Now, you might look up my resume. You might be able to go to our About Us page on Men Recruit, and you can find out some information, but you really don't know. So for my followers, the people that listen to this podcast, y'all know the type of work I've been doing in this basketball community in Michigan for a long time. Y'all know. But some these people now, they have no clue. They got no clue. But that's why you got to tell them. That's, that's why I got to make sure that they know, listen, I coached college for three years. I was recruiting for three years. I'm telling you what I was looking for as a college coach at a division two level. So I'm not one of these scouts that just sit in the gym all day and can tell you who the best player was. That's not how I get down. I've seen all the best players play. I've been around for a long time. And that's why mid recruit is different. Beginning, begin. Remember, it's not a scouting service. It's a platform. So on the platform, on my platform, I can do whatever the hell I want to do. And I like that. I like that lane. That lane to where I can do whatever I want to do is the lane I like being in. I like that lane because I think I know exactly how to get it done. That's why I started coaching in the first place. I started coaching because my high school coach was kind of ah, and then my college coach was kind of ah. And I'm thinking to myself, hey, man, I can do this. I know I can do this. And as I'm, as I'm working these scouting events over the years, um, for the TJ Kellys and the Bank Hoops, and they're great people. I, 
Kids got nothing bad to say about TJ Kelly or Steve Bell. They do a great job with bank hoops, uh, state champs. They do a great job. But here's what I know. When I sit down at the table and I go to these events, and I, some, some of them I didn't ran. I'm like, man, why this ain't mine? Why I can't do this? And it took for me to go through the pandemic, for me to come back from college to say, you know what? I need to start putting value at what I'm good at. I'm good at teaching kids how to shoot. I'm good at talking about basketball. And I'm good at being a factor in the basketball community in Michigan, not in Indiana and Ohio. I spent a lot of time in Indiana. For what? I'm not from Indiana. I'm from Michigan. And chances are, I'm probably never going to leave Michigan. And that's fine with me. That's cool. I ain't got no problems with never leaving Michigan. I've been all over the country, been all over the world. I'm cool with that. Because that's just how we are. A lot of people that have been here for a long time, they ain't leaving. And ain't nothing wrong with that. My parents, they've been here since I've been born. They, they ain't going nowhere. My family ain't going nowhere. We here. So I might as well put on for the state of Michigan. So a um, couple of things that you need to know about Mitten Recruit. I know I'm talking a whole lot about Mitten Recruit, but it's cool. You need to check it out. It's pretty dope. My Recruit the Mitten 2025 list is gaining a lot of views. I think it's gotten like 1,400 views in the last 24 hours. Make sure you go check that out. It's a list of some freshmen who might, most of them probably will play varsity uh, but as you're watching teams play when the high school season starts in the first week of December, you already know who to look out for. Like, oh, that's the kid Coach Cam taught. I want to go see this kid, Trey McKinney, that plays at Orchard Lake. I want to go see him play. That's what this list is for. It's not a ranking. I had some coaches get mad because their kid wasn't on the ranking. One of those was a mistake. I just oh, blew my mind. I was doing the list, and I forgot some names. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, let me go back and put them guys on the lane. Before I could even finish redoing the article i'm getting texts and facebook messages and all this other stuff and in the back of my mind i'm thinking it really ain't worth all of that but hey they say bad press is good press well, so come on you want to talk about the article let's talk about the article let's get it how about all y'all players come to my event and get it in how about that you mad if your your son or daughter didn't make the list i got the girls coming too bring them to my event and be the best player there that's the best way to get put on for Coach Cam. You come to my event, you're the best player. Ask Mariah Sane. Who's Mariah Sane, you ask me? Well, she was probably one of the best girls in my middle school event. She'll probably get a Division I offer before she plays a high school game. She goes to Muskegon Middle, plays for uh, Michigan Basketball Academy, if you're following Michigan hoops. The girls get offered before high school. She will have an offer before she gets to high school. Book that. So, it's good. It's a watch list. It's not a ranking. I'm not doing no rankings because if I did some rankings, I'm going to hurt some of y'all feelings. And I don't want to do that because I'm hurting some of y'all feelings with a watch list. These are just names you're supposed to go out and watch. I had some parents hit me up talking about, can my son get on the list? I'm like, sure. Like, I don't care. I can do whatever I want to do. Because it's your coach that knows who's the most mentors in season for season number four. And my holiday classic will be at Macomb. Community College, December 19th. First game is at two. Second game is at four. Third game is at six. Let's get it. Let's get it. I'm not telling you the teams just yet. I got six teams already booked. I'm not telling you teams just yet. Just make sure in your calendar you have December 19th circled so you can come holiday coach Cam and the coach that knows hoops the most is throwing a holiday classic for Mitten Recruit, and I'm going to need y'all to be there.
So while we're talking about some recruiting, I'm going to give you a little bit of some recruiting news here. I don't think this podcast is going to be an hour podcast this time. Um, I always say that, and then at the end, it ends up being 60 minutes. And I'm like, man, I, I was telling them that it's not going to be an hour. It ends up being an hour. Whatever. It is what it is. Let's talk some recruiting. Kareem Rozier, he finally gets another offer. I think he's got four. He's got a Toledo offer. He's got an offer from a school I can't name. If you know, if you listen to this podcast before, you know what school that is. I think he's got a couple D2 offers. Northwood is offered. Uh, Mississippi Valley State was the very first, his very first offer. And now he has an offer from Duquesne, which is a pretty big offer. Because if he can play in the A-10, Oh, man, I'm about to get my recruit admitting back. Oh, boy, I sound like a preacher that's about to go in. Let me tap my head with the towel because I'm sweating. I'm going to let y'all know right now, if Kareem Rozier can play in the A-10, then why can't he play in the Mac? Like, seriously, why does he have a Central Michigan offer, a Western offer, an Oakland offer, a Detroit offer? Like, what's, what's the deal? What's really going on? He should already be offered by these schools. I can see why he doesn't have an Oakland offer because the, the kid Jalen, not Jalen Ramsey, I'm thinking of the cornerback fantasy football, got my mind messed up. Um, but the kid at Oakland, they got a point guard freshman that's really good, so I can understand why, you know, recruit him there because they got a really good guard. And usually when they get a good one, they give him the ball, say, here, for three years, three, four years like K. Felt, right? But everybody else ain't got no excuse. Got no excuse. Kareem Rose here is a leader. We've been talking about this kid since season one. And Duquesne comes in, who plays in the A-10, who has two coaches that spent time in Eastern Michigan, just got inducted to the Hall of Fame. So shouts out and congrats to them, the uh, Thomas twins, Carl and Charles, for being inducted to the Eastern Michigan Hall of Fame. They come in Michigan, they get a kid almost every year. They get a kid almost every year out of Michigan. They ain't got no business playing at Duquesne. That's it. Well, I say no business, but they end up playing at Duquesne, but they should easily be playing at Central and Western. And the school's here, right? That's how Minton Recruit was built. We were built off of trying to keep our kids here. Because you'll have a lot of people that say this. They say, Coach Cam, why are top players leaving? And, I'm, and I'll tell you like this. I'm cool with it. Now, we're going, I'm going to talk about it here in a second. And I'm going to tell you why I really ain't got a problem with our top players leaving. But it's like, hello, man. Hello. Like, Duquesne get a kid every year. It's time for that to stop. It's time for our top players or some of our top players to start going to our MAC schools so we can have some success in the MAC. We get drilled in the MAC. When the last time a MAC school from Michigan was in the NCAA tournament? Last time Central, Western, Oakland, Detroit. In the, in the NCAA tournament. It's been a while. It's time for us to change that. The only way for us to change that if we have some of our players go to those schools. Now, as I talk about players leaving for other schools, let's talk about Ty Rogers. I'm a big-time Ty Rogers fan. Big-time Ty Rogers fan. I think Ty Rogers is one of the best players we've seen here in a while. Top five, top ten. Well, I'm not saying like that. But I'm saying he's a really, really, really good player. Was probably going to be our Mr. Basketball this year. He decides to transfer to Thornton High School. And a lot of people have a problem with that. I really don't have a problem with it because what did you think was going to happen when he started playing for Mean Streets? Mean Streets ain't from Michigan. Mean Streets is an Illinois team. Guess who's the coach? You got it. Ty Streets. 
that played at Michigan, has Michigan ties. He's always going to have some type of tie to guys from Michigan playing for Mean Streets. So Ty Rochester starts playing for Mean Streets. He's in high school, coach. You know he's in his ear. You know he's in his ear. Like, look, man, you might not be able to do it this year. Go ahead and win you a state championship. And then after you win that state championship, man, you need to come up to Chi-Town, man. You need to come to Chi-Town. I know you got an Illinois offer. I know you got a DePaul offer. We do it big in the shot. You need to come mess with the shot. And that's exactly what he did. And we wish him well. I'm not going to say anything bad about Ty Rogers because he's an outstanding kid. An outstanding kid. But something went awry between the head coach and the dad. And that happens a lot here in Michigan where you get a lot of miscommunication, a lot of issues with dads and coaches and AAU coaches, and they ain't on the same page, and you get stuff like this. They leave the state. And I ain't got a problem with it. I ain't got a problem with it. If they think that them going to a Chicago school is good for their development, go ahead and do it. And then people will say, oh, man, but our top guys are leaving. No, they're not. We're only talking about a select few that leave. It's only about three or four that leave. So we're not talking about a bunch of kids leaving. So let's dead that narrative. Let's dead the narrative like all our kids are leaving. No, they're not. All our kids are not leaving. Last time I checked, we got two high major schools in Michigan. We don't have five high major schools in Michigan. We ain't Florida. We ain't down south. We ain't in the SEC country. So it ain't like we got a whole high major, bunch of high major schools within our radius. The schools within our radius are D2 and mid-major. D2, low major, mid-major. Those, that's our radius. But the majority of our players are going to play for these schools or they should play for these schools. Recruit them in. They should play for these schools because the majority of our kids, that's the schools they're going to go to. And that's the schools they're going to flourish. And when a bunch of them go there and a couple of them that's really, really good, instead of Kyler Vanderjack going to Belmont, he goes to Western Michigan. There's no way he should have. There's no way he should have left Northern Michigan. I mean, Western Michigan, that area. But he has Tennessee ties. Right. Grew up in Tennessee. So I kind of understand Belmont. And if you look at the facilities at Belmont, you'd be like, man, I want to go there, too. So I, I, I understand. I get it. But trust me, the narrative that all our kids are leaving is not true. All our kids are still here. It's up to us to do a few things, coaches. And, and I'm going to talk to the coaches right now. It's up to us to do a few things. High school coaches, AU coaches. Let's get on the same page, man. Let's get on the same page. Let's get these guys in the gym. Let's get them, guys and girls. Let's get them in the gym. Let's get them better. And let's steer them to our schools with our coaches. And that's another thing. The reason why some of these schools are recruiting some of our players is because the coaches on their staffs ain't from here. They're from Indiana. They're from Illinois. They're from wherever. Outside of Michigan State. And Michigan is just a little bit different. So we ain't going to talk about the two high major schools. I'm talking about, talking about the Western Michigans, the Central Michigan. I, I, like to, I like to hire smoke. I like smoke coming back because he going to bring Jack with him. He going to bring little JJ with him. He going to get a couple of them killers with him. So, of course, I'm going to take that, right? So I can see Central Michigan dabbling in some of our Michigan players as they should going forward, right? But the stuff I'm talking about was way before smoke and them got here. Way before Thomas Kelly got to Western Michigan, the, the dirt was already done. The damage was already done. We need to fix that, coaches. We need, to, we need to make sure our guys perform at a high level all the time and they go to our schools. Let's do it. 
So let's get them to the team. But we're not just going to do it just because, coaches. You still got to recruit the area. So if you think we just going to send you a kid to Detroit because he's right down the street, it ain't happening, Mike Davis. Like It's nice to see Mike Davis at some open gyms now. It only took him four years. I think he's starting to realize, all right, well, if I'm going to be here, I might as well recruit some of these guys out here. It's plenty of players. It's plenty of players. So I might as well recruit some of them. Before, he was just like, man, I don't need no Detroit kids. They ain't on my roster. They ain't going to help me win. But I think he's starting to realize, like, but my son about to graduate, and if I don't feel like retiring, and if the AD is still there, I ain't getting fired. I ain't getting fired. I might need some of these men recruits. So you've seen Mike Davis in some open gyms now, and that's good. Smart man. You should have been doing it. But it's more than just Mike Davis. His whole staff ain't from here. And not just Mike Davis, the whole women's team in the University of Detroit, now granted, they had their situation with the scandal last year. They ran everybody away. They ran players away. They ran coaches away. It was a mess. So when you clean up a mess, of course you're going to fix it with some people that ain't from here. They don't have a single coach or player from Michigan. Not a single one. And part of it is fitting because they had the scandal and all of that. But you're going to start coaches Let's keep our kids here. Let's do what we got to do to keep our kids here because that's the best way for those schools to flourish is with top players. Now, part of some of this, the players leaving, is the MHSAA fall. It's the MHSAA fall. Let's just keep it above. They ain't changed rules ever. We got the same rules now as we had when I started coaching. That was 17 years ago. And we got the same, team, same rules now as they had back in the 80s. So you mean to tell me the game hasn't changed in 30 years? Is that what you're telling me? The game hasn't changed in 40 years? I'm 40 years old. You mean to tell me since 1980, we still using the same rules? So if we still using the same rules, that means they ain't going to change. We got to adapt. We need more than just two games and a shot clock. Like, that's not evolution. Like, they think they're doing something like, oh, yeah, we might be able to give you guys a couple games and a shot clock. Well, we still ain't got the shot clock. And the two extra games, it's like, my man, we st so what's the difference between 20 and 22 games? Now, of course, it gives you opportunity to play more. But, like, come on, man. Like, they're just throwing a dog a bone. It really ain't trying to help us. But we got to help ourselves. We got to be able to say, you know what? If those rules, all right, well, I'm going to lower my schedule up. I'm going to play the best teams around. I'm going to play in the Mid Recruit Classic and the Horatio Williams and uh, the Motor City Round Ball. I'm going to play in all of those. And I'm going to play the top teams. I'm going to make sure my kids get seen. So a lot of it is MSSA fault, but hey, it ain't changing. It ain't changing. So why are we talking about it? It ain't going to change. So you might as well adapt and do all that we can do because all our kids ain't leaving. It's only a couple. Your players are not. The majority, we're only talking about the 1%. 99% of basketball players in the state of Michigan aren't leaving or transferring to higher schools. They're not. We're talking about one or two players. So that means the rest of us, we got to get in the lab, and we got to get in. So who wins Mr. Basketball? So if Ty Rogers leaves, who wins Mr. Basketball? I would like to say this is my top five that would be in the running for Mr. Basketball, and it's an odd year because we don't have a commit going to Michigan or Michigan State. Hopefully, I wish it was Ty Rogers, but with him going to Illinois, like it just doesn't make sense. Him playing for Mean Streets, and they're going to play for Illinois High School, and they're committing to Michigan, don't make sense. And they're committing to Michigan State, don't make sense. 
Him playing for Mean Streets, playing for Illinois High School, and committing to DePaul or Illinois makes sense. And I wouldn't be surprised somebody get a bag in that process, but we're not going to talk about that. That makes sense. These are my five runners for Mr. Basketball. First is Kyler Vanderjack. Like I said, Kyler Vanderjack out of Northview. Um, commits to Bill, Bill Mott's in Tennessee. Very, very high level um, facilities. If you look them up, a really good player. But BCAM coaches like to vote for players that's going to a Michigan school. So I'm not sure they're going to vote for Kyler. What about Kareem Rozier, who we talked about earlier in the pod? He's undecided on his school. Where's he going to go? That might play a decision on people that's voting for Mr. Basketball. I, if I had a vote, I'm voting for Kareem Rozier because he's a leader. He's a heck of a player. And they got a chance. He's had a pretty, pretty, really good career at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Very good career. He stayed here. He didn't go, didn't transfer, went to one school, stayed there, got it in. I like guys like that. Next on the list is Jack Karenziski, another kid to play for an out-of-state AAU team. I think he played for Speece Indy Heat, right? He's undecided as well. Uh, so, I mean, he's a really good player, like I said, but these guys, they aren't committed to Michigan schools. So do we have to, we have to vote for Max Burton because he's committed to Western Michigan? Max Burton ain't, ain't a runner for Mr. Basketball. I'm sorry. We talked about Max Burton a couple years ago, and he hasn't gotten any better. I'm just going to keep it a buck. He hasn't. He's a good player, but he was a good player a year and a half ago, and he ain't got no better. Same player. Guys have passed him up. Guys like Jack Karaniski have passed him up. So do we just give him the Mr. Basketball because he's going to Western Michigan? I don't think so. Uh, Trayvon Lewis out of Ferndale has a really good shot. Even though he's committed to Loyola, which is also not a Michigan school, uh, but Drew Valentine, he comes in, he gets another mid-year recruit, and I love it. I love to see it. I love him coming back, recruiting Michigan players. I wish our schools did it more. Um, I think Trayvon Lewis is going to put up big numbers. Him and Deuce, um, uh, Deuce Drake, Jason Drake out of Ferndale, they're going to put up big numbers this year. Uh, so he has an opportunity for Mr. Basketball. And Orlando Lovejoy. You talking about a guy that's a bucket? Oh, man, Orlando Lovejoy is a bucket out of Summit Academy. He's just one of those smaller schools that have a hard time winning Mr. Basketball because they go to a smaller school, kind of like a Torrey Jackson. Torrey Jackson goes to Saginaw Univesta, and even though he's averaging close to a triple-double, it's hard for voters because they ain't seen him. They haven't seen Univesta play. They haven't seen Summit Academy play. So hopefully Summit Academy is getting out in these showcases, and he's going for 35-40. He'll, he'll have a real shot. If that happens, he'll have a real shot. Other than that, he go to, goes to a small school, plays for Mark White uh, out in the Romulus area. So we're not sure if that's going to get the case. So those are my five players for Mr. Basketball. Not going to spend a whole lot of time on it this segment, but I wanted to let you know who I was looking at. But it's your coach that knows hoops the most. And the NBA is back, baby. The NBA is back. You know, I'm going to talk about the NBA because NBA is basketball, but I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it because you already know what it is. Right. But we are. It is the season. The NBA is back. Uh, there were games last night. There are games tonight. Uh, this is Wednesday, uh, October 20th. If you need a timestamp uh, before I get into my NBA takes, 
I want to give you, we, we, this, is, this is a new segment. I'm going to bring my segments back, man. I'm going to bring my segments back, give you different segments, talk about some few different things that might not be on your radar. Because I know you're tired of going to ESPN and they talk about the same stuff. And then you go to 97.1 The Ticket, and they talk about the same stuff. And then you go to Jalen Jacoby, and they talk about the same stuff. With Coach Cam, going to talk about some hoops, baby, right? But before we get into that, I got to give you my flame parlay. I got to give you my $5 flame parlay. That's going to be a segment, right? If you play FanDuel, I like to play FanDuel. And like I said before, I don't put a whole lot of money on it, but I put enough where... Ah, it's like going to the gas station and getting you a bag of chips and an Everfresh. That's kind of like how I play. I'm not dropping $100 on a parlay. I'm not dropping $1,100 on a parlay. I'm not. I might drop five, might drop 10 at the most, 15 if I'm feeling really froggy, right? But this is the $5 flame parlay for tonight, October 10th. Fan duel. And this ain't no ad. This is just what I'm this is just what I'm doing. I'm going Zach Levine 25 plus in the win. I'm going Mellow Ball, eight LaMelo, LaMelo Ball, eight assists in the win. I'm going Julius Randle, double double in the win. And I'm going Fred Van Vliet with 25 points in a win for the Raptors. I think Van Vliet is gonna be a stretch. Not sure if he can get 25, but if the Raptors win, he'll get there. Zach Levine been put the Bulls. Ooh, we we gonna talk about the Bulls next next segment, not next segment, but next episode. We gonna talk about the Bulls because they are loaded. They got a team over there. We're gonna talk about them. But you drop five dollars on it, right? With the potential to win thirteen hundred. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to hit one of those. I'm not trying to drop ten dollars and win a hundred. I'm sorry. Probably should. That'd probably be more responsible. But hey, man, it's your coach that knows who's the most. Why not drop down on it? I was pretty close last night. I was two assists and a Giannis three away from about eleven hundred. Two assists and they pulled James Harden out the game. I'm sitting at the game like, oh come on, man. But that's a foul out of Flame Hardway. Levan twenty five. Uh, Miller Ball, eight assists, Randall double-double, Fred Van Lee, 25, all for the win, $5, get your $1,300 back. But the NBA is back, baby, and your boy, Mr. F the Earth is flat as tripping. He tripping, y'all. Kyrie is tripping. Come on, man. Go ahead and get the vaccine. I ain't spending a whole lot of time on Kyrie. Yeah, the NBA is back. Yeah, everybody talks about Kyrie, and they have their views on it. My man, just get the shot and play ball, because the three-headed monster is hard to beat. The three-headed monster is hard to beat. The two-headed monster, though, I don't. I think they can win without Kyrie, but they can't beat the Bucks. They can't beat the Bucks. They can beat everybody else. They can beat the Heat. They can beat the Knicks. They can beat everybody else, but they can't beat the Bucks without Kyrie. They can't. They just can't do it. They ain't got enough. They ain't got enough. Just just last night, the Bucks won by twenty. They ain't got enough. They need Kyrie for that game. For the rest of them, Patty Mills will do just fine. Patty Mills will do just fine. But for the top game, the game, you need Kyrie for that one. But we ain't going to spend a whole lot of time on it. Expect KD and James Harden to put up big numbers this year. I'm talking about 30-plus. When the last time a tandem, and I meant to do a deep dive on it, but I ain't have a whole lot of time to do it. When the last time, when was the last time a tandem, two guys, averaged 30 in the same season? I don't know. But I think KD and Harden can do it if Kyrie doesn't play. It looks like Kyrie ain't playing, and that's fine. He ain't got two. You still got two guys that can get you 30. The other 10 guys should be able to get you 50 points, man. Like, come on. Like, seriously. 
I think they could be the ones to do it. So expect big-time numbers from KD and Harden, but they ain't going to be able to beat the Bucs because they ain't got a matchup for Giannis, man. They have no matchup for Giannis, and Giannis is being Giannis, man. He continued from what he did last year, from winning the MVP and winning – oh, and I'm sorry, not winning the MVP, but winning the, the finals MVP and winning the chip. The, the Bucs, they, they can repeat. It sounds crazy. And I'm going to go look at the odds on FanDuel. What's the Milwaukee Bucks odds for winning a championship? And guess what? It might be worth putting $2 on. It might be a plus $1,100. Put $25 on it and end up with like three grand or something crazy like that. It might be worth putting a couple of dollars on because they are deep, man. They got shooters now. They got Grayson Allen shooting that thing. I mean, the Bucks look serious. I thought they were going to miss... Uh, not having Brent Forrest, but getting Grayson Allen. Oh, man, he just plug plug and play. Just plug and play. I thought they were going to miss Bobby Portis. Plug and play. Plug somebody right on in, and they just don't skip a beat. Because Jordan DeWar out of, uh, out of Louisville, oh, man, he better than Portis. Because he can shoot, he can attack the rim, and he can defend. So, like, he's a threat. And he tore the Brooklyn Nets up last night. But that's another story for another day. The Lakers and Russell Westbrook are bad mix. Let's just keep it a buck like Giannis do. Ooh, that's a bar. Somebody tell me when somebody dropped that bar. But I'm telling you, man, the Lakers and Russ, it's just a bad mix. You got way too many ball-dynamic players for the Lakers. You got LeBron who need the ball. You got AD who need the ball. Now you got to add Russell who need the ball. And then you got Carmelo who need the ball off the bench. You got too many guys that need the ball. When you have so many guys that need the ball, you have no action. You have no movement. The ball doesn't move. So now whoever's trying to score is doing it with eight eyes looking at them. So it's like those are they have to make hard plays. When you have less ball-dominant guys, that means the ball can move, kind of like Phoenix. The reason why Phoenix was so successful because the ball moves. Devin Booker doesn't just have the ball all the time. Chris Paul doesn't have the ball all the time. They throw it to DeAndre Ayton. They set a pin down screen. They come off a dribble handoff. They throw it across the floor. Like, they have actions. The Lakers have no action, no ball movement. The Lakers and Russell Redbrook are a bad mix. I'm probably the only person that's going to say that. They don't mix well. That's not a good person. It's not good for their chemistry. It's not going to work. Telling you right now, what we saw last night and LeBron tried to tell Russ go home and watch some comedy, that wasn't funny, dog. That wasn't funny, Bron. Like, my man's struggling. He just, it's not just one game because it's a bad mix. It's a bad mix. The only people laughing at LeBron and AD like, dog, Russ out here struggling. Hey, my man, go watch a comedy or something. And Russ looking like, fool, like... You need to change that attire, man. Look kind of, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to go there. I ain't trying to get canceled like Dave Chappelle on Netflix. But I'm telling you, it's a bad mix, man. Russ and L.A. is not a good mix. But I'm going to tell you what is a good mix. The Warriors. <laughs> the Warriors look good, man. The Warriors look good. Whenever, whenever Steph Curry can get a triple-double and he said, I play like trash, and they beat the Lakers in their debut, like, come on, man. Like, they look good without Clay, And I'm going to tell you what, Jordan Poole, whoever he been training with back in Indiana, because I know he went back home or he got he brought somebody out west. Whoever his trainer is, I need his at. I need his at. I need to find out what they did in the offseason because he looks different. He cut the hair off. He looked bigger. He bulked up a little bit. He's shooting it from deep now. He take a couple bad ones. But I'm telling you, he's shooting it with uber confidence. 
I mean, he looks better than Wiggins. Wiggins look like, uh, you know, but but I'm telling you, Jordan Poole, whatever he did in the offseason, oh, man, he money. He going to be like that all season. And he's he going to be like that even when they get Clay back because they expect expecting Clay back around January. So these months right now, November at the center, are really key for the Warriors. Hopefully they can get Wiseman back. But if you put Wiseman back on that team and you put Clay Thompson back on that team, they're in the mix in the West. They're in the mix in the West, man. I like the Warriors. They look good. Well, why are we talking about the West? What about Phoenix? Can Phoenix do what they did last year? And I think they can. I think they can do what they did last year. Expect big numbers by Big boy Booker, right? Big numbers from Booker this year. CP3 is going to take a back seat. He getting older. He just going to be getting high assists for CP3. Big numbers. Big numbers for Booker. I'm going to call him Mr. Big Numbers Booker. Devin Big Numbers Booker. Book it. I'm telling you. Pun intended. Book it. Big numbers for Devin this year. Uh, but I think the DeAndre Ayton situation with his, him not getting the contract extension is going to cause some freak. But why should he get an extension, though? My man. You had one good playoff run. You wouldn't dominate like, dominate like that the whole year? Like That's just toward the end of the year. And then Giannis fed you lunch, dog. He fed you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So what makes you think you need an extension? You, I need a whole season's worth of domination. And I don't think he can do it, which is probably why he was upset he didn't get it, was I don't think he can perform at an elite level the entire year. Because he's got to go against some bodies out west. he got to go against Jokic and go bear. Like, ah. Big fella uh, from the Blazers. You got to go against them guys. I don't know, man. AD. I don't know. Nightly basis. The bigs out west. I don't, Nightly basis. He got a problem coming every single game. So I'm not sure he can put that up. I think that's going to be a cause of some friction out in Phoenix. But I think Phoenix is definitely going to be in the mix. Uh, the Ben Simmons drama. My man. Hey, dog. He being a diva. I don't like divas. He's a diva. So I know everybody, in, in, including Doc Rivers, is like, get this diva out of my locker room. You don't want to play defense in a drill? My man, the, the, you want to leave, leave, man. You got money. The hardest thing about saying you want to go and be traded is that what do you do with the money? He's got a lot of money left on his deal, so it's going to be hard for a team to take him and take on that money unless you're tanking. Like, it's going to be hard to take on that kind of money because – we already see that his value ain't really there. It's not really there. You're starting to see that he's a good player, but he ain't elite. There's a difference between good and elite. He ain't elite. He's just good. So big, big, big diva being, get him out. Get him out of there. Suspend him. Do what you got to do. But I don't like that drama that he's starting the Sixers because Doc is a good coach. They got a good team, and he's just screwing it all up. And I know Joel wants to throw the hands on him, but he can't. I know he want to throw the hands on him, like, man, the light skin, kid, bro. Hey, bro, doing the light skins, bro. So, need to get him up out of there. And the last thing I'll talk about is K-Day has been postponed, dog. I was looking forward to K-Day. I was looking forward to putting my buffs on that I ain't got, my fake buffs. You know, with the fake buffs is when you take, it, you take your... Uh, you take your thumbs and you put your index finger and you act like you put the glasses on the buffs, but you really ain't got them on. I was ready to put my fake buffs on, put a Detroit hat on, and watch Cade play, and he hurt. He got an ankle injury. He got a sprained ankle. He can't play in the season opener. Like, what the hell, man? Come on, man. So Cade Day has been postponed. Was looking forward to watching Detroit Pistons play with Cade, but now we got to wait. But how bad is the injury, though? How bad is the injury? Has he had this injury for a while? Because if he starts missing two, three, four, five games, 
this injury becomes a big deal. Right now, it's just, okay, he's out for tonight's game, probable for the next. But if he misses three or four games, that's something we might want to look into. But it's your coach that knows hoops the most. I told y'all it wasn't going to be an hour. There's 52 minutes. Ha-ha. I was close, but I didn't take you all the way there. Hopefully, you had a good time. I want to say what up, though, to all of my new listeners. Let you win, oh. We got more podcasts coming. Recruit the men is here to stay. We ain't going nowhere. We like bad boy. We ain't going win nowhere. No, uh, I forgot the rest. But hey, it's your coach that knows hoops the most, man. I'm going to holler at y'all, man. Peace. It's your coach.